This is episode 22 of the Great Speech Podcast on No One Will Really Listen to You Until... Dot, dot, dot. Dad, can I say something? Is it an emergency? No. Then what do you have to do? Wait. It's a Great Speech Podcast for the public speakers. We're going way down deep to look at what makes a communicator. We'll look at all different topics from the bottom to the top. So get your mind free of all the distractions and please listen up, listen up, listen up. It's the Great Speech Podcast. 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 (laughs) Thanks, Dad. So welcome back, my great communicators. How are you guys doing? I hope you are well. If you are listening to this and you are still locked down, I wish you a lot of safety and a lot of Netflix. Uh, let's start with our quote of the episode, of course, which today's quote is, wise men speak because they have something to say, fools because they have to say something. And that is from my boy, Plato. Because, you know, I love my philosophy quotes because I study philosophy at university. Uh, Listen, thank you guys for coming so much again, giving me the benefit of your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, Of course, if you haven't already done so, you really want to subscribe. That's the first of my three S's. The second S is to share it with somebody you know needs to improve their communication skills. And the third is say what you think, which means tell me on a review on Apple podcast what you thought about this episode or the whole podcast or me or life, whatever it is. Uh, Just give me a shout. I will always give a shout out to you. I am Kolari Lushanaike, your communication skills coach. Uh, in fact, I am running currently when you when you listen to this, depends on uh, how long away it is from when I recorded it, uh, but I'm running some free communication skills sessions, actually, free one-to-one sessions. You just grab the link, which you'll see in the show notes. It's uh, greatspeech.co forward slash book hyphen a hyphen call. That's book a call. Uh, and literally you come on with me and I give you a one-to-one session for free. Uh, and we'll be looking at your own personal challenges on communication skills, which actually has been pretty impactful for the people who have done it so far. Uh, so I tell you that because that is what I am about generally. And that is specifically what this episode is going to be about. Or in fact, what I'm doing with the episodes where I speak alone rather than with a guest is to tackle one distinct kind of narrow subject or topic and really look at it. Uh, And today's topic is, as you can tell from the title, uh, no one will really listen to you until dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to be tackling what comes after the dot, dot, dot. What is the answer to the question of how can we get people to listen to us? How can we get people to pay attention to us when we speak and when we communicate? You know, whether that is at work or in business uh, or in life generally, right? Even just in a normal mild conversation, how can we make sure that it is when we speak that people sit up and take notice and pay attention? And what, and why does this matter, right? Why is it that communication is so important? Why is it that we want to be able to speak so that others 
listen? Well, really, it's it's like the difference between being a person of note, uh, someone who stands out, someone whose opinion matters, and someone who who is listened to and considered, uh, versus basically being anonymous, right? Being average or middle of the road or forgettable, or fading into the landscape. Uh, the thing about those things is that it has a direct impact on your career, or your progress, or your business, right? It has a direct impact on that. So very often with the clients that I have, or the people that come to me for help with their communication skills, they typically are people who are really good at what they do, right? Very good at the job or have a business that they're proud of and they're really great at the job that they perform or the, or the entrepreneurial skill that they show. But they're not so good at communicating their thoughts and their ideas to people and their opinions. And that has a negative impact, a detrimental impact on the success that they are able to achieve. And that's how people come to me. It's, I want to be able to make an impact when I speak, when I communicate. I want people to pay attention to me for my benefit because I have something that I want to share with them. I'm just not sure how. And so that's how I help, right? I, in fact, I talk to people about it's, it's kind of like the difference between, you know, so you ever watched X Factor, right? It's like the difference between being Louis Walsh, uh, who is the guy that kind of always says everybody is great, even if quite frankly, they are appalling and can't, you know, can't hold a tune, right? He's always cheerleading and saying, that was fantastic. I love you. Yeah, definitely. You're going through, you know, I'd put you through to the next round, right? Difference between being Louis Walsh or whoever that character is in your particular region or the season you watched of X Factor and Simon Cowell, right? Because Simon Cowell is actually the guy who everybody wants to hear what his opinion is, right? All the other experts, even the audience can shout and cheer and say that person was fantastic. But it's not until Simon Cowell speaks that everybody kind of gives that performer the seal of approval because Simon agreed that that person was great. So the question is, how can you be Louis, not, sorry, how can you be Simon Cowell and not Louis Walsh? How can you make sure that you position yourself as a person of note, somebody whose opinions are to be considered because they matter? Now, I'm going to give you the answer to what comes after the dot, dot, dot of the question. You know, no one will listen to you until dot, dot, dot. And you're probably going to think, wait a minute, Cole, have you been building up to that? Is that your answer? That is obvious. But I promise you, if you stick with me, I'll explain why, even though it's obvious, even though it's simple, that isn't the same as being easy or easily achievable. So the answer, right? So if you want to make people listen to you, the answer is you've got to have something to say that is worth listening to. That's it. That is it. Now, switch off if you think, right, that's it, Colin. I'm never listening to you again. I could have told you that. But that really is the answer. But here's the thing. What do I mean by that, right? What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is if you think about a meeting, that you may go to or be in. Think about the last meeting you went to and answer this or, or ask this question for yourself. 
90 to 95% of the things that were said in that meeting, were they things that were inherently valuable? Were they things that you didn't already know or couldn't easily have worked out or perhaps were just kind of meaningless or actually nonsense or completely off topic or off the point? Think about how much is said in the environments that you are that are fine as statements, right? There's fine conversation or communication. But in terms of how much value it brings to that conversation, it typically is only the 10 or 5 to 10% of that conversation that is spoken that actually has great value. And by that, I mean value in terms of it challenges people or it inspires people or it motivates people or it changes people's opinions, that kind of value. It is that kind of value that makes people listen. And everything else just fades into the background. People pay lip service to you. People will kind of nod, but they're not really listening. That is why if you want to make people listen to you, you have to have something to say that is worth listening to. And let me give you an example. So when clients come to me very often, not always and not only, uh, it's because they want to help have help with their uh, presentation skills, right? So communication covers kind of every wide angle. I deal with people in negotiation, people with writing uh, skills issues, uh, people who want to be able to deal with their teams and leadership. Uh, but very often it's also that they want to be able to present better. And of course, nerves plays a big part. And people will often say that, you know, I can't do it. I just get so nervous when I'm on stage. My kind of my mind goes blank and I have nothing to say and I forget and I get nervous and all those kind of things that I'm sure you recognize. So when I, when I coach clients and when I speak to them, when we come to this issue, the first thing I say is not about techniques for handling your nerves and stuff like that, which of course there are. And I go through that. But I actually suggest to them that if you want to stop yourself being nervous, you need to give your audience a car. And of course, they'll look at me and say, uh, what? Sorry, Carla, what are you talking about? Right. And I'm sure that's what you're thinking. Well, what do you mean by give them a car? Well, let me explain. So in 2004, uh, and the season premiere of her show was about the 24th season or something like that. Uh, Oprah Winfrey gave away 276 cars. They were um, GM Pontiac G6 cars, right? She gave away 276 cars, one car to each member of her audience. It's, it's kind of one of the most famous Oprah Winfrey episodes ever because she's kind of screaming, there yeah, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car and the audience is going wild, right? Just Google Oprah car show and you'll you'll see the episode. Uh, and what I say to people about that is, like, okay, think about this, right? If you were Oprah just before going on stage at that moment, knowing that you were about to give your audience a car, how nervous would you be, right? Would you be nervous? Would you be focused on those nerves? Would you be unable to step out onto that stage and, and do that show? No, of course not. 
you would be excited. You would be anticipating it. You would be eager to go on there and give that show because you know that when it comes to that moment that you give them the car, everyone's going to go wild and nuts and celebrate. And you will be the person who delivered that great, fantastic moment for them, right? You would be excited about it. In fact, before the show, you might start looking up who's going to be in the audience to see, you know, there might be some families whose lives that you're really going to change. And you might, you know, talk to your studio execs and say, hey, listen, this is how we could spin it out more. We could, we could heighten the tension. And I want the everybody to get keys in a box that's wrapped. That's actually what she did, right? She gave everybody a box that was wrapped and told them to open it all at the same time. Right. So you would think about it. You would be thinking not about yourself or how nervous you are or gosh, well, how am I going to say I'm giving you a car so much? You would be thinking about the audience and what impact that you're going to have on them. And everything would be about the value that you know you're about to deliver to them, that car you're about to give. So when you are going to give a speech or presentation, Instead of worrying about the fact that, oh, I'm nervous, how am I going to come across, which you will be anyway, focus instead on giving them a car. And for a car, we mean value, something of extraordinary, unexpected, fantastic value, so valuable, you're going to share with them something so inherently valuable that they're going to be ecstatic about hearing it, right? That doesn't mean they're going to scream and shout and all of that, but they are going to be in that speech or that presentation just wrapped with what you have to say because you have given them something of value that far exceeded their expectations. If you go into a speech or a presentation or a moment when you have to communicate to people, If you make sure that the value that you are going to give to the people when you communicate is so awesome, so incredibly massive, it will effectively eliminate or put to the side any nerves you have because you're just going to be excited about the message you are going to share. You won't be worried so much about how am I going to present this amazing thing? You will be thinking about how is my audience going to receive this amazing gift, this amazing piece of value that I'm about to give. And again, that's why I come back to if you want people to listen to you, if you want people to pay attention to you, then you have to have something that is worth listening to. You have to have something that is worth paying attention to. Because that is what all of our brains are doing all the time, right? We are calculating, is this thing worth my time? Is it worth me paying attention to? Or can I switch off, go on autopilot, allow myself to daydream, or think about the 20,000 other things that I have got going on in my life which are important? That is what people will be calculating consciously or subconsciously whenever you interact with them. And if you want them to pay attention to you rather than kind of fade you, let you fade into the background, 
you got to make every interaction you have with people something of great value. And that is everything from going to a networking event, right? You think about how often have you been at a networking event or a meeting generally where, you know, you go up to a group of people who are standing together and, you know, you might say, hi, how are you doing? You know, what, you know, hi, I'm Collar, whatever it is, right? Something fairly ordinary and fairly average. Nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it just means that people aren't necessarily going to pay attention, right? Whereas if you give them something of interest or something of value, even if that's a question that prompts them to speak and think beyond what would be the ordinary, then they're going to pay attention more to you. You know, you imagine going up to a group of people and not with, hey, hi, everybody, how are you doing? <laughs> right. Or hi, what do you do? Which then, you know, prompts the usual discussion about I'm this, I'm that. But asking something like, hey, how do you guys know each other? Can you imagine going up to a group and asking that? They're immediately going to start saying, oh, yeah, well, we came here together or we've known each other since then. Or actually, we didn't know each other. We just met here. But it's going to prompt conversation, right? Simple example, but it becomes something that you have injected into that scenario that has greater value than just, hi, how do you do? <laughs> what am I, you know, who are you? What do you do? That kind of thing. That's a tiny, tiny example. And I, I use that tiny example just to show that this isn't about saying that every moment you speak, you have to be changing the world, right? Or delivering something earth shattering. What it is, is that every time you speak, every time you communicate, you have to be doing something that is beyond just boring and ordinary something that is beyond just typical, something that is beyond the utterly ex expected and therefore utterly forgettable. You have to bring value to every interaction so that they will listen. And that may mean, especially if you're in a work or a business perspective um, uh, scenario, right? You have to do the hard work of thinking about and analyzing and, and, and you know, kind of working on whatever your thoughts and your ideas are before you meet those people, before you go to that meeting or before you do that presentation so that when you speak and when you present and when you interact or even when you ask questions of the people that are the ones given the presentation, that every part of what you say is just inherently valuable. That is what it means to be a person that is listened to, a person that is paid attention to. That is the difference between being Louis Walsh and Simon Cowell. <laughs> and that is it. So, hey, listen, I hope that made attention. Uh, as you'll notice, this was a much shorter episode just because I'm going to be looking at dealing with very, very discreet and simple ideas or topics and just exploring them sometimes in depth, sometimes quickly. It just depends on what is necessary for that particular topic. So that is it for this episode. Short and sweet, but I hope it was of some value to you. Um, I want you to remember to uh, um, subscribe if you haven't already, as I said, and make sure you share this with someone. But in particular, just respond to this and just tell me what you think. Uh, I'm sure, at least I hope you agree with it, but really what I'm looking for is not so much your agreement, but how effectively are you able to achieve that in your lives? Be honest, right? Be ruthlessly honest in 
what you what you think, right? Look at how you communicate generally, whether what you write, what you say in meetings, what you say in the morning when you meet people, how you respond, how you do your questioning, how you how you articulate your thoughts and ideas. Are you doing it in a way that really gives value to whoever is on the receiving end? Or is it so middle of the road that quite frankly, a minute after you said it, it will be forgotten? Work to achieve value. Give them that car, right? Like Oprah. And I promise you will be the one who benefits the most from it. So that is it from me this week. Uh, I say goodbye in a different language each time. Uh, today I will do, um, uh, let's do some Igbo, which is a uh, Eastern Nigerian language. Uh, Kaudi, Kaudi, which I think is goodbye in Igbo. My Igbo friends are going to like murder me if I've got that wrong. Uh, okay, guys, I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me. Uh, see you in a couple of weeks. Cheers. Bye.